Hi everyone, welcome to Bad Shit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. I'm your host Brad, this episode's going to be just slightly different. We had some audio issues, so Adam's dropped off the episode. You may hear him a little bit throughout. Uh, my guest host on this episode is the, the lovely and hilarious Jessica Wall, who you may have heard on our Eating Disorders episode. And in this episode, we'll be interviewing Carlos Larkin. Carlos is a voice actor, uh, most known for his work on World of Warcraft, in which he's done several voice voices. Um, but one of the reasons we're doing this intro to this episode is that Carlos suffers from both narcissistic personality disorder and ADHD, and some bipolar thrown into the mix just to make his life a living hell. Uh, and you'll be able to see this. Carlos had picked a topic that we did not end up discussing at all. And in this episode, we bounce around a lot, just kind of following Carlos's train of thought. We wanted to present this unedited in its whole, because I think it demonstrates what it's like to live with both ADHD and narcissistic personality disorder, which we do get into with Carlos. But even when he's talking about other things, Carlos is funny and, and interesting, and he's led such a strange and compelling life that uh, we think you'll really enjoy this episode. So strap in, and let's see how batshit we really are. <laughs> this episode's topic, Do You Have to Be Insane to Be Creative? With special guest, Carlos Larkin. Hooray! We also have our previous guest, <laughs> Jessica Wall, hanging Hooray! around. Hey! <laughs> Whose episode I have not had a chance to see yet, because <laughs> I was out being humped by one of... <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so hey, Carlos Beans has some issues. I need to have my man Beans on the show. Maybe. So, I've known Carlos for quite a long time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when nice. we first moved out to Los Angeles, we were doing sketch comedy and we held an audition. Carlos showed up as one of the funniest fucking performers I'd ever met. We shot a film in what year was that? Two thousand eight. 2008, really, 2008. Uh, called George, uh, well, it was called George's Intervention. The distributor renamed it to George A. Zombie Intervention. Which we never really liked. Get closer to the microphone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Which uh, we never really liked. No, I like George's Intervention. Me too. I did. But, uh, uh, so check it out. It's a horror comedy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's available out there. Amazon Prime, I know, streams it. Brad will probably get a nickel if you watch it. No, no. I won't even get the nickel. Hit, but the only thing it's I become can't. a cult hit. Okay, but here's the thing. The only thing that I know about the film, other than we made it and we did that... Um, <laughs> That uh, you were there for commentary. It. Well, no, no, like, I enjoyed making it, I really did. Um, but oh, the commentary was the funny. commentary was really fun to make, and um, the fact that there was a Russian dub of it on YouTube, oh, yeah, for yeah. ages, yeah, like a Russian dub. And I was like fascinated <laughs> with this film because it was like it was seriously like it was like watching yourself on Russian television going. This is what it would be. Exactly. Maybe Putin has seen this. Maybe it's driven him mad. Maybe Putin has seen this. I love the idea that Putin watched a zombie comedy starring Carlos and Lynn Lowry with a cameo by Lloyd Kaufman. If he did, it was for Lynn Lowry. It's very good. We, 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 we're the reason Ukraine happened. Way to go, Brad. Way to go, Carlos. But uh, yes, so Carlos is one of the funniest performers. Can I say it here? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's one of the funniest performers I've ever had the pleasure of working oh, with. Oh, you're too nice, man. Stop. And uh, <laughs> all of you, you know, definitely check out <laughs> Say that Say bad film. things about me, man. It well, makes me feel uh, better. Because uh, that's I'm, the mental illness. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, Carlos suffers from uh, a few mental illnesses. We've talked yeah. before about the uh, the unholy trifectas that exist out there. Carlos, you want to tell us what you've been diagnosed with? Uh, well, diagnosed with ADHD um, and also um, <sighs> bipolar, but here's the thing. Every time they say these things to me, I've always just said to myself, like the ADHD I get, it's it's fucking obvious to anybody that's ever met me man because like from the time i was four years old people were looking at me and going you like a coke habit right they're they're rare man they're rare they're rare and then what they give you to, to like if they're they're like man are you four and you you look like you're doing coke Let's give you Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what they gave me at like three and a half, four. Because I got into a fight with some... I had a lot of issues coming into it. So, so by four years old, you were already on Ritalin. I, yeah. And, and wow. I think a lot of this was... You have to understand because there's a lot of disorders that are working against each other here. There's the ADHD. There's... Um, do you, you guys might hear Adam's dogs yeah. right now. It's okay. They're they're right. they're lovable. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to be best friends with the yeah. squirrels. Oh well, one of them has um, David Lee Roth syndrome. Um, <laughs> seriously, no, seriously, it's like, hey man, put the mic on me, man. Seriously, Eddie's nothing, man. No. I do voices for a living. If you don't know who I am, again. That's really the the headless horseman. That's it. Yeah, Car- Carlos has done he's done several voices. He's most famous I've for done a World of Warcraft. I'm lazy as fuck, and that's again due to the mental illnesses that make yeah. me have like all kinds of issues in terms well, you know, of dealing with when other you, people. When you say the bipolar, yeah, one of the things that we struggle with, and it, it's it made sense to me when you said that you're bipolar, is you go through these depressive episodes. Yeah. Where you can't get motivated to do shit. Oh, no, no, no. You want to just want to live in the bed. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're manic as hell. Mm-hmm. And part of the mania is the creative brain is firing like crazy. You're mm-hmm. having 72,000 ideas a second. Yeah. And you want to act on every one of them. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, I mean, obviously something that Adam and I struggle with being bipolar. But, th- but that's always before I knew I was bipolar. That was always my take of you. It's like Carlos would disappear for for he'd three go into his cave. Yeah, he'd go into his cave for yeah. three months, yeah. and then Carlos would show up and be this just creative dynamo, just an explosion of creativity, the likes of which I'd never seen before. But to get through that, you have to get through the mine of self-loathing and the you know. Oh yeah, um, and, and and a lot of this comes from you have to understand. I I I believe that mental illness is one of those things where it really is environmental and genetic. I can see genetic traces in my folks. I'm, you know. They don't watch anything, so they're not going to care if I talk about this. So, I mean, like, my mom, I can see... Uh, I, my mom grew up in, in, in Francisco Franco, Spain. Okay, so we're talking about the last real fascist 
dictatorship in Europe. Now, she grew up in a place that was very small. She was extremely poor. She grew up dominated by the Catholic Church and a family that loathed her. She, her, 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 her childhood home is now basically the storage room for a bar because it's, that's about the quality of what it's worth. Um, I, I need to be closer. Okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. See, and this is one of those things. I've been told that before, but... Mm, it left. They have these problems every time they record me for uh, the games that I do because my levels go up. And down. Just, just imagine the mic is uh, an appendage on the man in the alley about to sell you crack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and those issues that my mother brought to me. See, I always say that we are a bundle of issues that our parents bring to us, mm -hmm. both genetically and environmentally, sure. in the way that they respond to things and how they do things. And my mother's upbringing was very hard on her. And by the time she got any peace with that, Here we go. Uh, we're going to leap off the cliff here. Uh, the only reason I'm here in this world is because the Vietnam War happened. Literally. Hmm. Okay. Literally. My mother grew up in Spain, fascist Spain. However, one of the things about fascist Spain was that fascist Spain was friendly to the American government. And fascist Spain allowed the American government to have an air base there. And during the war, my father, who flew with one of the uh, fighter and bomber squadrons that bombed the living shit out of those countries, um, their forward base, they always had a, a forward base in the war zone, and then they had a back base where they would retreat to so they could have R&R, &R, meet with the wives, that kind of thing. Um, and their forward base was in Thailand, but their, their back base was in Madrid, Spain. And my father, who had a German girlfriend at the time, had the bad luck to get a Catholic girl pregnant oh. in Francisco Franco, Spain, which was oh, like the, seriously the most Catholic country that has ever been other than maybe the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> you know... And it's like, uh, yeah, other than see his career go down the toilet, um, he got married and had a wife and a son that he never really cared for. But he brought to the, the party, and this is where we go deep, mm -hmm. is like my, my dad, who is a damaged human, brought to the party... Um, <sighs> This is weird because we get into some weird shit here. Uh, my dad is basically a hill person. Now, I know I've given him all this accreditation as an Air Force officer. Who He is a hill person. Seriously. <laughs> if, if, if my family... Ha do you know what yinzers are? 
No. Yinzers? Mm-hmm. Anybody here? No. Yinzers. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I'm about to offend all of Western Pennsylvania. We're actually not very popular. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a big family, so they're probably going to hear this. Um, we come from a large Irish Catholic kind of weirdly Methodist family in the hills of Western PA in a place called, um, well, the biggest town close to where my family is from in Western PA is Benezet. But the real town that they lived in, which is in, unincorporated, is called Weedville. Weedville? Weedville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> now, it is, I love that your origins are in Weedville. Yeah. Because, no, because I, of I've who never, I am. Yeah, I've never met a man. I had about 300 milligrams of weed before we did this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I function... Better. I, I was about to say one of the things that I don't do is I don't take any kind of medication for these. Well, that's things. we talk about self medication. I do it all the time, and that's <laughs> that's yeah. You you were one of the first people who popped in my mind about that because that, I left you in an airport in Atlanta. Okay, so so George's intervention uh, premiered, <laughs> premiered at Dragon Con in Atlanta, which is this huge convention. It gets like 60,000 people. It was so much fun. We had a midnight show. The place was packed. We sang Journeys. Um, uh, uh, don't stop believing. That before was, it I, became popular again. Yeah, yeah. So we're, there's a tunnel going from one hotel to the other. We're stuck in a line. There's just like, like a thousand people in this tunnel waiting to get in. And Carlos and I just start singing Don't Stop Believing, and the entire tunnel picks it, it up. So it was, <laughs> it was like just a magical best part moment. Of the whole damn trip, other than seeing the movie in a room of people that actually appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So the next morning, Carlos and I are, are on the train to get to the airport. Oh, no, no, no. This was in the airport. I well, it started on the train. Oh, it started it on the train. the train. Because, well, oh, here's the I, thing I, I you were know. asleep on the train. Carlos had a thing of banana bread in his lap. I had no idea what was in the banana bread. Oh, no. And I was starving. 17 grams of keef. <laughs> yeah. And I was starving. So I start stealing some of Carlos's banana bread. And then we get to the airport, and he gives me more of it. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't know you stole some. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering where I was like, man, this got small. <laughs> so, Dude, you charmed me. Yes. <laughs> Well, I had no idea. So we're in the airport, and um, and it's like time for our flight to leave. And uh, uh, there was another friend of ours there, and uh, he was like, "Is it? Shouldn't you be boarding your flight?" And I was like, "It's fine, man. It's fine. I'm gonna be okay." Because at that point, time had no meaning. I know because whatsoever. By that point where you were talking to him, I had left. Yeah, Carlos was already on the plane, so I missed the flight. And I, I go up to the uh, the desk, and I'm like, yeah, I think my plane left. And they were like, yeah, yeah, it left. And I was like, that's cool. Do you think there's another one you could get me on? And they're like, well, it's going to be you know probably eight hours. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> and so I go over, and I, I just lay down, and I take a nap. Uh-huh. And then at some point, the director of the film, J.T. Seaton, comes over. He's a tall guy in a cowboy hat. Oh, my God. And he you comes tell me this part. Yeah, so he comes over, and he shakes me awake. And he's like, what are you doing? I thought your flight left at 8 a.m. And I was like, it's cool, man. I'm going to be on another one sometime. I'll get home. Don't worry about me. <laughs> okay, yeah. I cut to me landing in Los Angeles and getting a text from your wife going, what the hell did you give to my husband? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Banana anyway, bread for life. I, exactly, well, for I, life. I, I tend to overdo when I do, and it's just who I am. Well, they, I mean, wasn't it? Didn't you say it was like salvia or something? Like, oh, salvia! Oh, <laughs> salvia is a trip, man. First time I did salvia, I, I, I took like I, well, I, me being me. I went uh-huh. to like, there were only like two head shops in LA and they were both branded the exact same. I, I can't remember the name because I'm stoned. <laughs> um, um, dementia. Okay. Dementia. Okay, perfect. Name. They had two, they had two uh, shops, one on Ventura and one on Laurel. And I went to the one on Laurel, which was up by like where they had the bank shootout years ago, which I drove through for an audition. Oh, the, the famous yeah, I was North like Hollywood. driving to an audition and I'm like, what the fuck is all these cops going around here? And then my girlfriend like later was like, you drove through the damn stupid shootout, you idiot. <laughs> the famous North Hollywood shootout right, yes. that the movie Heat was based on. Yes, was it yeah. really? Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I See, I that. agreed with you before I even knew what the answer was. <laughs> That's because you're high. <laughs> well, it's no, 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 no. Seriously, it's, it's that imposter syndrome. I had a best friend in high school who I will not name because I do not want them going, oh, that was me, and then they'll, they'll feel bad. But he literally answered everything you asked him with, yeah, comma, and then whatever. Because it gave him that moment to, and I don't know what I was talking about. No, I about. used to do that when I was young. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, like, See, I just did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to tell you something in that in that my family from Western Pennsylvania, the hillbillies, uh-huh. which they really are, Yinzers. Oh, I forgot that there was a story Yinzers, 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 Yinzers. Uh, the, it's it. The reason they ca- they're called that is because there's a a, 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 um, a lingual affectation in um, I guess. Well, I, well, I don't know. It's lingual or uh, language. Affectation. Lingual's good. Lingual's good. Okay. (laughs) Lingual affectation in Western Pennsylvania where people will, uh, instead of like the Southern one that you and I are familiar with, we both grew up in the South, Um, y'all, you all, the the one that they use is yins, you-ins, you-ins, yins, yinzers, yinzers. Is she from up north? No, she was from... Appalachians? Uh, yeah, Appalachians. Okay, then yeah. it's the same thing. And that's what I was going to explain, is that people often think that hillpillies are simply from Kentucky and where not. Um, no, and where not. Another <laughs> yeah. hillbilly affectation. Um, it, there's a certain group of Scotch-Irish in this world who God bless them... Um, and Dutch, mm-hmm. kind of Dutch Germanic, who don't fucking get along with anyone. <laughs> anyone. Yeah. Anyone. There's a reason the bitch's name was Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> okay? It's that Scotch-Irish... I always say that about East Tennessee is because there's this... this the, the way that I sum up the entire culture of East Tennessee is, you think you're better than me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I dated a girl from East Tennessee for almost a decade. And oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. She's one of the best people I've ever known. Um, in fact, if, if anything, if she's out there listening to this, dear God, I'm so sorry for was. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean that as a joke. I don't mean that as a joke. I mean that as I'm so sorry 
for who I was. But, because I was a 20-something-year-old, really damaged fucking individual who didn't understand anything about the world. And, and, and I, I'm 50... What the fuck year is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, 54 now. I'll be 55 this year. I still don't know jack shit. I, I know jack shit. I know well, my individual experience. You, you know you don't know jack shit. Well, and I think that's I mean, the problem yeah. with mental illness, is that we all call it mental illness, but that's the baseline for every single one of us. Every single human that's out there listening right now is mentally ill, whatever you call it. You call it one thing or the other. I have a, a variety of them. The, the most troubling is not even the ADHD or the uh, a bipolar disorder. I can deal with not being able to pay attention. I can deal with not being able to uh, uh, manage my moods. Mm-hmm. But what I can't deal with and what the, what the problem is, and I also think it's the, the thing that gives me the skill to do what I am good at doing is the narcissistic disorder that comes with it. Yeah. So that's your that's your trifecta. That you that's it right there. I mean, the narcissistic disorder is the worst of well, the see, trio. and that's fascinating because part of mania that we talk about a lot uh, with bipolar also is is what they call grandiosity, mm-hmm. where you temporarily become the center of the universe. So if you have that yeah. plus narcissistic personality oh. disorder, you must be fucking insufferable Carl. <laughs> oh no 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 seriously seriously i tell my wife all the time why you don't just kill me cut off my head and my hands and they just leave my body on a sidewalk yeah. i don't know uh, because i'm i am insufferable i'm i'm not easy to live with i'm not easy to deal with i'm not easy to to be around um my whole life people are like you're funny you're funny you're funny you know funny masks a lot of anger it just does. The funny, the funniest people are fucked up. John Cleese. In so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about you, John. <laughs> Hashtag John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, see this motherfucker. I love what? you, but you're the angriest dick on the planet. Well, you know, talking about uh, British comedians, Stephen Fry is openly bipolar. Oh, absolutely. Like, he talks about that a lot. And, and he's angry, but he is the modern-day Oscar Wilde. Oh, completely, completely. He is the modern-day Oscar Wilde. He has a, he has a squishiness. To him that overrides the dickheadedness that comes from being a genius. (laughs) Oscar Wilde has my favorite last words, if anyone. As he was dying. I know it, and (laughs) I'll let you have it, because it's your joke. It's your joke. I'm going to let you have the punchline. He said, either that wallpaper goes or I do. And then he died. (laughs) (laughs) My other favorite one is uh, Voltaire. So as Voltaire was getting the last rites. I think I know this one. So the priest says, uh, uh, do you renounce Satan and all of his works? And Voltaire says, my man, now is not the time to be making enemies. That is the, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I agree 100%. I'm sorry for thumping this to anybody. That's who's okay, in. brother. I'm playing. I'm, we got it. I'm working on a fly. So to, to get us back uh, to I'm topic. I'm the worst guest you'll ever have in terms <laughs> of noise. So to, to get us back to topic, and Carlos okay. and I completely <laughs> monopolized the mic, so we'll, we'll throw this to Adam and, and Jess over here. Um, Narcissism disorder. See, yeah. see what happens? The idea, like Carlos had suggested the topic of this episode, do you have to be insane to be creative? See, now you made me the subject of it, and I'm like <laughs> really happy, and I'm like... 
But <laughs> but that's a good point because what is what is creativity? Creativity is thinking differently mm-hmm. than most people think. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And what is mental illness? Your brain is working differently to survive. Right now, I don't think everyone who's creative necessarily has a mental illness. No, but, but I think that everybody everybody's mental illness comes from a need to survive. A need to survive. That's that's a very good way to put it. Because that's that's all we are. We we are an evolving species. We think of ourselves as this species that is completely and one hundred percent evolved. We are humans. We will conquer everything. Fifty thousand years from now, we will look exactly the same. No, we're really just self aware monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really self aware. But I, but you know, the funny thing is. I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. but I do. It's funny because I, I don't think atheism is right either. It's just there's something here and and what it is may not be what we think it is. There's that overriding. Something's happening here. What well, it is there's that overriding. Exactly there's that, that. Remember that experiment Sorry, they did? Well, no, no, no. Through. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just narcissistically just hogging this fucking thing. Yeah. Um. Um. But remember that when they said that, that what we're living in is a simulation, and I know everybody's going, oh, yeah, he's crazy to talk about simulation. No, that it's just mathematically plausible. Well, plausible. That, in fact, not only plausible, but likely probable. Yeah. <laughs> that this is just somebody's simulation. Whose, we don't know. Call it a god. Call it whatever you want. I call it Zeus because I, like yeah. I like the classical gods. Because they're fallible. They're fucked up. Yeah. There's nothing right about them. They're powerful, but they're idiots. And I think that whoever created this, yeah, even the monotheistic Abrahamic God of all three faced, oh, yeah, we are going to get in trouble on this one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, no, that's, that's just, that's just, <laughs> frankly, that started with a bunch of people trying to keep somebody from fucking their goats. and that's really (laughs) you know you look at a star you go yeah he He, says don't do it Pete keeps (laughs) fucking her goats how are we gonna stop him I got Japheth let's tell him Japheth let's tell Japheth that there's a guy in the sky who says don't fuck her goats exactly (laughs) Japheth Ham Shem I don't know which one of sons of Noah it was or Abraham I don't I don't really care it just all I know is that most religion teaches you to hate other people for not being part of that religion. And that even comes down to people that I respect. People like Buddhists and Hindus. It's like Same thing. right, you go for 5 minutes and you go, "Oh, I love Buddhism and I love Hinduism." And then you read the news and it's like, "Why are you killing Muslims?" Yeah. You know, I don't like that either. Don't do that. Well, you get the, you get a lot of the evangelical stuff that we get here. It's bullshit. I, I used it's to work, mental illness. Yeah, I used to work in India and I was in Bangalore and there was yeah. a temple there that some of the guys I worked with were complaining about because uh, one of the ways, I forget which god it was a temple to, but one of the ways that you would worship that god is you would go and you would slide money in a crack in the wall. And every night, the priest would go and open a brick at the bottom, gather all the money, and then get in their sports car and drive home. Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, that's what the, I mean. We've really gone off on a tangent. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. But it, see, I, I honestly, because my mother's mental illnesses are 100% due to her upbringing within the Catholic Church, yeah. which is nothing more than the Roman Empire 
figured out how to keep itself alive. The emperor became the pope, the armies became the Swiss guards, the country still stayed Rome, and for still to this day, fucking people are kneeling to Rome. The Senate is just the cardinals. What do you think it all is? It's just Rome. It's the Roman Empire hiding behind what Justinian taught them. Well, when you talk about that in relation to mental health, you know, the cliche is Catholic guilt. Right, right? exactly. And or Jewish guilt, or even yeah. Muslim guilt, or Hindu guilt, or Buddhist guilt. It's all about guilt. guilt. It's all about feeling right. shitty about yourself right. just for existing. Right, and, and, yeah. and, and, and see, this is where I think the religions may have something. And that's why mental illness is part of it. Because I get, yeah, well, I'm stoned, folks. <laughs> Watch this. Um... <laughs> It's because I honestly, I do believe there is a hell, but I think this is it. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm not kidding. And no, I, I get it. I was rewatching. There's a way out of this, man. I was rewatching the series <laughs> Hannibal, and there was a line that one of the characters delivered that stuck in my head, and it was, uh, "The optimist believes that we are living in the best possible world. Mm -hmm. The pessimist fears that we are." Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, George Bernard Shaw. You know the quote that I'm talking about, the optimism and the pessimism quote? Yeah. I'm sure you do because you're yeah. a writer. So go ahead. Launch it. Oh, I, I can't remember. It oh, uh, the optimist builds the airplane. The pessimist? Yeah, he makes the parachute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You need it. You need it. Balance. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, and that's the thing. My my mother is the, is the uh, complete and utter uh, product of her Catholic guilt upbringing. She was brought up uh, in, in a fascist regime. Well, and like I said, that's part of my narcissism disorder, going back to the, because of the ADHD going all over the place. Um, the uh, the I fascist love that this regime has been ADHD driven too. <laughs> I hope so, I, you know, because it's, it's, the biggest, it's the biggest problem of the lot. Yeah. Um, but it also makes me willing to accept almost anything that comes in my purview in terms of like, yeah, I'm gullible as fuck. Because um, it's just like, oh, that's shiny, that's shiny, that's shiny. But in, in terms of like the narcissism disorder, um, my, my grandmother was, uh, uh, and, and not a good friend, but... Uh, 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 like an ancillary friend of a lady called uh, Pilar Franco, who was the sister of the dictator of Spain. Um, my, my grandmother's physician of record when she had a doctor was the brother of King Juan Carlos, after whom I am named. My actual name is Juan Carlos, not Carlos. It's actually Juan Carlos. Um, but outside of Spain, it just seems like a weird affectation, if that sounds... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it really does. Because what's weird is all my Yinzer cousins do call me Juan Carlos, but they do it with a Yinzer accent in that it's Juan Carlos. Which Juan, is almost exact. Yeah, it, which is almost exactly like the Southern people that tried to say it, which is funny to me. Juan Carlos? Juan Carlos. Um, but my, my, my grandmother... Um, I, she dated a lot of policemen who were high up in rank. My mother tells a story when she was a teenager and her uh, purse was stolen. And 
um, her mother, she runs home. She tells her mother it was stolen on the subway. Her mother calls her boyfriend. Her boyfriend has the subway stopped. The people are found. They're brought off. They caught that thing. And, I, and I'm always like, I, I hadn't thought about it. And it wasn't until just recently that I started to think about it. And I'll get to that in a second because ADHD. Um, <laughs> and that's because when I was a child, I was born in Spain. I wasn't born here. I was born in Madrid. And it was still the time of Franco. And my grandmother... Like, my, my mother would take me to a park to hang out and walk around or whatever. But we would pass this uh, uh, arcade on the way home. And there was a Popeye ride that I really liked. And if there was a line for it, I didn't have to wait. Not once. And I thought that that was because I was just the cutest fucking kid in Madrid. But it wasn't. It was due to my grandmother's fascist connections, and they were so fucking that's terrified. The, the narcissistic personality. Oh, absolutely! Because I was a child. I was. I was. I was a baby. I was a toddler, and what was being imprinted on me was that you're the only human being that matters. Wow. You're the only human being that matters. If your mother won't stand up for you, I'll stand up for you. My grandmother, who would take me. Ba- my mother would like stop it. Because, like, the, the, the Popeye ride would be going and, like, the guy would be afraid and then he would, like, other kids can ride. And my mother, who is, like, because she was abused the way she was as a child, um, has a different personality than my grandmother and a different set of disorders. <laughs> um, she, was being the decent human that she is, would go, no, 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 don't do that. You got to come home. And then my grandmother would, no, no, fuck those kids. Bring me back to the goddamn arcade. Wow. And I would be back on the ride. Which because, just reinforces. Right, because I wanted it. I wanted it. Yeah. Period. If I wanted it, I got it. And then I was brought to this country where I was raised in a, a town that hated me. Hated me for being Spanish. I mean, you know, there are going to be people that are going to be there. They're going to be in the thread below from my hometown and going, oh, no, it's not that bad. There's, you know, there's a lot of good people there. It's like everywhere else. There's not all bad people. There's not all good people. But where I'm from in the South, kids, is Matt Gates's district. <laughs> if you know Matt Gates's name... Then you know why I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, so because they hated me, they hated me. Yeah, which also has to kind of reinforce the narcissistic personality disorder because now you're the center of a persecution. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Which is the best thing for a narcissist. Yeah, I mean Donald Trump loves it. That's why I hated him so much. People are always like, you hate it like an insane level, man. You like went crazy on your Facebook, man. People, people unfriended me left and right. They're like, oh my God, he's gone insane. He says things that nobody can say. And it's like, the reason I hated him so much is because I saw so much of myself in fucking him. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like seeing somebody you loathe be then, like you. And then realize that that's you. You, yeah. Right. Right. And that narcissism disorder, it's like the worst thing in the world to have in the face of that. Yeah. I felt the same way with Stalin. 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just the mustache. I know. Really. I know. This is not hashtag comedy tonight, kids. <laughs> this is hashtag narcissism. So uh, ADHD, fucked up shit, whatever, wine. So, t- so t- <laughs> talking about creativity. Right. And uh, and mental illness. Let's let's bring that over to our folks that we've excluded for the last few minutes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 good. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm good. so sorry. No, 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 no. We. That's why you're the guest. This can be edited, right? We're not editing. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no. we don't edit shit. <laughs> it's okay. I got the I got the Irish, but not the Catholic. So I'll. Oh, there you yeah, go. Okay, you guys can you. handle the guilt. It'll be fine. Well, so so as someone who does visual arts. Oh boy. Like, I, I was just telling you earlier, like, I'm in awe of the way that you you think of your projects. Thank you. And the way they come to you. Um, but I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I, do, I do giant abstract paintings and everything, every other project you can That's think cool, of. That's cool, Yeah, thank yeah, you. Cool. She, she has a whole series of lamps. I do. I'm obsessed with lamps that I want to make right now. I just, I'm And they're badass. Happy. Like, it's not just like a lamp. Seriously, it's, oh my God, I'm in trouble because my wife loves lamps. Oh, cool. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm in trouble. (laughs) But like, do you do you feel that your your thought process has to be askew from most people? Oh yeah, definitely. Are you kidding me? How I grew up? Yes, absolutely, one thousand percent. Ah, Chicago. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of urban. Yeah. Well, no, I was actually in the West Suburbs, so I grew up in. Very wealthy West Suburb, where I was not the wealthy kid. My dad was a contractor, and my mom was a therapist up until she decided to have six kids. Uh, Um, So we were on food stamps. There was a portion of my life where we didn't have electricity for the last two months when I was going to school. They can't turn off the heat in the winter, so you don't pay your heat bill. Um, Really got to know the feeling of hunger. That was fun. Uh... But the creativity, I think, came from an overactive imagination of like, well, you know, we don't have water, but we could take a shower outside in the rain. And like, you can make it fun. Plus, I'm the oldest of six kids. So the thought process of if I make this into a game or if I make this into something that is creative or enjoyable then, you know, the five-year-old that's wandering around behind me won't think that this is a terrible thing. So it's also being aware of those people around you and being very comfortable in that imagination space. That's an amazing gift to have within your creativity. Yeah, I think so. To have that, like, magnanimity to give it to others. Where Well, I also convinced my younger siblings that carrying bricks was fun. So I don't know if they would totally always agree (laughs) with you. But you know what? But but there's... I mean, carrying bricks, and we don't want to like get into comparisons, but you know that that movie with uh, what's his name, uh, um, um, life is wonderful uh, or beautiful. Life oh, is uh, beautiful. Heard of, heard of yeah, that. where it's like simply him trying to. Well, and and I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie or anything, but it, but it's a wonderful. You know it, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's the it, it it it's about a guy in. Uh, Auschwitz, I think it is Auschwitz, isn't it? Yeah. Where he's trying to make it just for his son so that it's not a horrible experience. Right. He simply tries to make it into a funny game of just little things. And I I, I see what you're saying because you have to to survive. 
please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. Hey friends, Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Oh, yes, mental illness and... <laughs> And creativity in general. Abuse and creativity and how they're all interwoven. I I really believe they are interwoven. I I think our imaginations, uh, those of us who have strong imaginations, and we were talking about this off camera a little bit uh, when you were talking about the 10% (laughs) that, what, they don't have one? Oh, yeah, 10% of the population doesn't have an inner monologue. So strange. That's scary. Yeah, like that's did, like kind of scary. How do they think? That's that's what boggles my mind. I can't picture what how they think of things. How are you, you nut nuts if you don't talk to yourself? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I would wonder. Okay, so I mean, at least, I, I have a few. Not at least two of you in there, right? <laughs> I have a, I have a couple of questions with that. So one, what is the overlap of people with an inner monologue in people who are mentally ill? And what is the overlap of people who have a inner, inner monologue and are involved in the creative industry? Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm going to go with everybody's mentally ill. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. And I don't yeah. mean that as a joke or a flippant. I mean, everybody is. We're a product of a fucked up environment. We're just trying to survive. We, we were talking about a project that I had written earlier that you and I were it, it was about cave people. I've always been fascinated by cave people because our primitive impulses are what drive us. And I honestly believe that there are people in the caves who are just as mentally ill as the rest of us, but who all they were thinking was like, okay, you know, I might get some meat close to the hoof if, if because I ain't going to kill a mastodon. Let's be honest. I mean, if I'm in the cave, that's why when we were talking about creativity, I, I honestly think that creativity is 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 a mental illness that was driven by a need, an ancient need to, I can't hunt. These people are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That fits a lot you know, of If scenarios. I don't paint on the like wall. like the caveman version of like jocks and nerds. No, seriously. If I, if I don't paint on the wall, these motherfuckers are going to kill me. And right now I get to eat me some mastodon tail. And you know what? Tail! Yay! <laughs> did, you watch, uh, did you watch Kunk on Earth? No, I have oh not God, seen so it, but it's supposed to be really there's amazing. This, there's this great moment where she's looking at cave paintings. <laughs> and, and she's asking some historian. She's like, uh, uh, has, has anyone tried to adapt these into film? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, say, like a Fast and the Furious movie, but about cattle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Well, I mean, but that's all it is. It's just a, a, a means of survival. Um, creativity, I, I honestly believe that. There are those of us who, let's face it, come on. In any society that is willing to just admit that their only goal is survival, 
Yeah, well, some like, of us are like useless, the, the first and guy, I'm one of them. Think of the first guy <laughs> who came up with the idea of like, hey, guys, instead of going out and hunting these animals, what if we just like put them in a pen? That's creativity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. And that's where like, I, but at the same time, we're a species, like I've said a million times, uh, that somewhere in the ancient past, someone said, hey, I'm going to, you guys, all of you. And I think I wrote a sketch about this for our short-lived uh-huh. sketch show about the guy that was just saying to everybody, you know what? You guys are going to build me a 400-foot building. It's going to be 400 feet tall, like really high. And it's going to be really wide at the bottom, really narrow at the top. And inside, it's going to have one room, only one room for me, <laughs> the dead me, and all my stuff. And while you build that for the next 30 years... I'm going to wear a solid gold hat and tell you what to do. (laughs) And everybody around him said, okay. That's the species we are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because somebody came up with the idea of, we'll build a giant building and dedicate it to me. Somebody went, okay, good enough. I'm crazy enough to go with this. And you know what? If that pharaoh existed today, he'd be running an alpha male channel on YouTube. Probably. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. True. Absolutely. Here's how to get your peasants to build a absolutely, pyramid. Absolutely. What's up, bros? Oh my god. <laughs> it's hey, pyramid absolutely. time. And 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 that is the evolution of our species. <laughs> yeah. Where you find people like that are lesser valued. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but I think it's also interesting how so say Everyone has mental illness, right? But how you deal with it is so different across the whole spectrum. You have people who, oh, religion's the answer. Oh, doing this is the answer. Repressing or, you know, fully leaning into it and exploring every part of it is the answer. And how you navigate and find those different people in your life is always like, hmm, interesting. So you've talked to yourself in your head. That's a a good thing. Okay, we can be friends. Cool. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, it's that thing of, of once, you know, they always say that thing about alcoholics that once you have to realize you're an alcoholic before you can get any help. And that's true. But you have to realize you're broken before you can start gluing those parts back together. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And I think a lot of people have a hard time, especially yeah. men. Oh, with, God, yeah. With admitting that. In our society? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. There was a... Uh, Machismo? Yeah, there was this group I joined, I don't know, I think when I had kids or something... <laughs> Um, Since the kids are gone now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. They've been eaten by a giant (laughs) slug. They're out there somewhere. Adam and I think that they'll make their way home at some point. Maybe. Um, We gave them a map. It it had one of these names like Order of Man or some (laughs) shit like that. But anyway, like it, it popped up in my feed the other day, and there was a guy who was like, Hey, I think I might have depression and anxiety. And he went to talk about it. And every single fucking comment below it was like, bro, you just need to hit the gym. No. And you need to like no. make sure you're, you're eating more meat and blah, blah, blah. And it was, and, and, and people being so anti-therapy and anti-psychiatry and. We can be gentle and still be men. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, well, and, and we can admit and that we can we be have... gentle and still be what we perceive to be the protector of our species. Right. But we can also um, which we can also is admit shit in a lot of ways too. We can also admit that we have something wrong oh, and yeah. that we need help in fixing it. Well, the problem with us has always been, and and I, 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 I know my wife agrees with me on this. 
this. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in another feminine okay. perspective in that I've always told her, I, I think the key problem is that women were always meant to rule the roost in that they made the decisions governing the actual home in a cave or anything like that because it was to protect the young. Whereas if you were kicked outside and just meant to hunt mammoth, you were one of us. So our only real function is either get food or kill whoever's trying to kill the young. That's really our only function. Like the male lion, we're useless other than that. The females really run the pride in a lion's den. We always go, oh, the king of the jungle. No such fucking thing. He's a lazy asshole who sleeps under a tree and fucks everybody he wants. Just like any other guy. Right, he's David Lee Roth. (laughs) I mean, that's all he is. He's there with the hair. And does what he does. But then when he gets old, man, they kick his ass out and he dies starving out in the wilderness because the younger, more pretty David Lee Roth shows up and kicks his ass out of the pen. And that's what happens. And, and in the wild, yeah, that happened. It, didn't ha- it doesn't happen now because we kind of control politics and economy and things like that where we've kind of made ourselves the rulers of the roost when we're not psychologically adept at it. We're just not. Look at the countries that are run by women, and you will look at countries that are run well. Look at countries that are run by men, and you will look at countries that are run by hostility and, 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 and uh, um, some sort of grudge. And do you think that that's one of the reasons why we have a hard time admitting this is it's almost like we're trying to cover up what we perceive as a weakness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The worst thing, and especially one of our culture, American males. Um, And and I say that because I got the the benefit of seeing it from both the European perspective and the American perspective. And American males, on the whole, (sighs) Arnold was a godsend to this culture because... He had the exact same mental need to make himself so huge that everyone was afraid of him. And that's what America has been since the time of Britain. But, I mean, look at our beginnings. Our beginnings are we, we, we bended the knee to a French culture that was still ruled by a king to get their money to fight our American Revolution. We kicked the British's ass because they were busy fighting the French over there for most of their history. And then when the French begged us to help their monarchy, we basically went... He's putting up the middle finger. Yep, and, (laughs) and told them to go fuck themselves. While we became a culture based on chattel slavery and the subjugation of women and any other person of color, it was only the white male that mattered. And, and that it contributes to a, a continuing mental illness in our culture of toxic masculinity. Yeah, there's, a, from that. there's a specific American idea of what a man can be. Absolutely. And like you were saying, like... Um, uh, you know, trying to be so big that no, that everybody's afraid of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's what's one of the most influential men uh, as far as American masculinity goes? John Wayne. Absolutely. John Wayne's real name was Marion. Mm-hmm. 
he changed it to John Wayne because he didn't want a feminine name. No. <laughs> and he was a virulent racist. Virulent he racist. Really was. But also when everyone else, when when Clark Gable, when James uh, Jimmy Stewart, mm-hmm. when all these other actors were going to fight in World War II, John Wayne didn't go fight. Nope. He stayed here and made movies. Nor did it. Ronald Reagan, yeah. who led the first strike in 1960 of SAG after, or well, of SAG at the time, yeah. against the movie producers. Guess who was the president who led that strike of SAG? Ronald yeah, Reagan you? in the 60s was Absolutely. a virulent socialist. <laughs> well, 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 not until about 64 yeah. or so when yeah. he saw an, uh, when he, you know, when you know. I, yeah. Can I say dirty things on this show? How Fuck dirty yeah. can I get? How wrong can I get? Uh, All right. Be as much of a cunt as you want, Carlos. All right. That's how wrong um, I used to do documentaries. <laughs> I used okay. to do documentaries. And when I did documentaries, I worked with a lot of people from old Hollywood. And uh, Please tell me this is the Nancy Reagan story. <laughs> this is indeed the Nancy Reagan story. All right. <laughs> In that Ronald Reagan was married to a woman named Jane Wyman. You might remember her from an 80s uh, uh, kind of soap opera. Um, what was that thing called? It was the winery one. There was oh, Dallas. There was the spinoff of Falcon Dallas. Crest? Falcon Crest. Yeah. She was the matriarch of that. That was Ronald Reagan's ex-wife, Jane Wyman. He left her for Nancy Reagan, who I can't remember her maiden name. But Nancy had a reputation in Hollywood in that. How can I say this? You just say it. You can be as dirty as you want. Apparently the woman gave the best blow job that Hollywood has ever seen. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like Maryland's were apparently like Somewhere. off the scale, but like Nancy's were like, no, seriously, Zeus had come and blessed you. And, <laughs> So Ron had one of those and apparently said, hey, fuck this family and left. (laughs) So then, and I've always said this is one of those things about uh, mental illness. Guilt will make you do a shitload of weird things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it drove Ronald Reagan to do is become like, okay, well, no, no, no. God must forgive me for loving this (laughs) goddamn head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's a good story. If you're a Nancy Reagan, well, to most who are listening. (laughs) Oh, they've stopped listening by now. To some. Yeah, no, they've stopped. You know, I, I, my career's over. Uh, You know, we try to be politically neutral on this show, but honestly, from my experience growing up in a conservative family in the South, I don't think conservative people talk about mental health or are interested. No, they they definitely don't. They don't. No, they don't. No, I haven't seen it once. Yeah. Those are the those are the ones most likely to be like you know what you need to go to church and you need to hit the gym and you know go to the firing range. Well, if it's hurting you, then something must hurt you worse so you can get it out of you. Yeah. You well, know. it must be a character flaw. Yeah. You. Absolutely, and it's not all about that because we were founded by Puritans. Well, so. like I, you know, I was slagging on my father earlier, but my father's uh, upbringing was really fucked up. Man, he was one of twelve. Um. You know, they weren't smart enough to keep their coal mine, um, but they managed to keep, like, I don't know, 1,700 acres or whatever they had Jesus. up in, in the mountains. And they had a farm, and I don't think they ever got over the loss of the coal mine. 
as long as well as a house they lost to other folks. But the reason I'm going back this far in my history is because of something that one time you and I ha- had a discussion online one time because I had upset you. Um, oh, did I don't yeah, remember. you don't remember it, but it no. was one of those things where it was early. I think it was early in 45's president. I won't say his name again. Uh, 45's presidency where I was really angry and I was really angry at the South and I said something about Sherman and Tennessee and 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 I remember you came back at me with like you know not everybody in fucking Tennessee was you know (laughs) (laughs) and there was a part of me but I I didn't know this at the time but I want to go back to like that weird strain of mental illness I like my my great 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 grandfather came back messed up because I didn't know this until I went on Ancestry.com, which you should go look up. Go look up Ancestry. And Ancestry.com. You should sponsor our show. You should. You should, because I found this out on Ancestry.com. <laughs> My uh, great, great, great grandfather. Um, I think it's a, that's as many. It's either three or four. But he came from the Midwest. Oh. Yeah. Already, well, no, no. Already Illinois. Like, Actually, oh, Illinois. No. Illinois. No, no. But here's the thing. He, he, uh, the reason I knew he, he came from Illinois is he followed Grant's army from Illinois. He had started in Illinois as part of Grant's army. And then he marched with Grant's army and then found himself in the middle of fucking Shiloh. And, 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 you know, with 15,000 other union troops being killed around him, managed to survive that, go down to, uh, the siege at Vicksburg and then march in Sherman's army after Vicksburg fell. He he didn't go back home. He just joined Sherman's core army and marched from Vicksburg down through Atlanta, through the burning and didn't stop until he found himself in North Carolina, right at the very end of the war where he managed to lose an arm Ah. (laughs) in a battle, but then wound up, to be and and I'm really proud of this in a weird kind of gothic uh, the cure sort of way, <laughs> um, in that he wound up the one armed uh, local arm uh, 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 undertaker oh, in the little mountain town nice. where my father grew up, and he would show up on the the horseback dray with the coffin in one arm <laughs> and like the top hat and the whole thing, and I'm like, oh dude. The coolest goth before it was ever cool. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Hill people. Hill people. See, I just got a one-handed story in my family history. Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool, though. <laughs> you got a whole arm missing. I just got well, a hand missing. I mean, it was just, yeah. you know, it was just the luck of the bullet. <laughs> there you go. Well, how did the one hand happen? Uh, okay, so my middle name is MacNeil, okay. and it's Scottish. So okay. back in the day in Scotland, there were two clans, the O'Neills and the MacNeils, and they both wanted this island to build a castle on. And being a bunch of drunk Scotsmen, which I'm sure they were, they're like, let's not fight. Let's not fight. Let's have a boat race. Whoever puts their hand on the island first gets the island. I'm sure all the wives were in the background being like, yes, don't kill each other. Good job. So they all get in their boats. And the MacNeils are falling behind. And the chieftain of the MacNeils puts his arm on the side of the boat, whips out his claymore, cuts off his hand, and throws his hand on shore to win this island (laughs) where they built a castle called Kissimmee Castle. And it's still there to this day. 
And there's a bloody hand on our coat of arms. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. So that's so Scottish. I know. Scottish. <laughs> that's simultaneously the most badass and most redneck thing ever. Yep. <laughs> I've always said that my favorite thing about the Scotch-Irish is that even the Romans... I mean, you talk about the fucking Romans. The Romans were like, we're going to build a wall right? to stay away from those you, people. You know why? Because first they tried to build them an aqueduct, and, and then they tried to build them a flush toilet. And you know what the Scotch-Irish did? They kicked that shit over and said, fuck you, you bastard. We'll fucking shit in a field before we'll let you run water through here, you fucking bastard. Yep. <laughs> So I'm Irish, Scottish, and Italian. So it's oh, it's, a, it's a really fun mix. Oh yeah, you yeah, know <laughs> Mediterranean and and Celtic. That's like <sighs> yeah. My dad's Irish and Italian. Ooh, you got but a lot see, of fun you, mental you illness you there. Love life and simultaneously hate being made to live it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. And then you have five younger siblings, and it's just copy and paste uh, all the way down. What? Here's the thing: we are aware. We are aware. We are self-aware. Every single one of us, every single one of you out there is self-aware. Um, or you're an NPC and then, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm going to run over you just like GTA 5. But, <laughs> <laughs> but every one of you is self-aware. And the beautiful thing about that is that we're just a, a chemical reaction that looked out at my, a friend of mine who is simultaneously one of the weirdest and one of the wisest people I've ever known, told me a, a dream he had one time, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, if I could define the universe, that would be it. And it was just that he dreamt that he was at the center of a giant globe, just inside, like a Dyson sphere. Uh -huh. um, and inside were all these green lights that were shining down on him in the center. And every so often, uh, 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 one of those lights would turn around and it would just disappear. And he thought to himself, and, and you know, I mean, one of those things, once again, we're a narcissistic species. But in his dream, he thought to himself, oh my God, I'm God. And all of them... They're just the universe looking at me, and it's just me trying to figure myself out. Mm. And, and, and I thought to myself, you know, there's, there's a wisdom in that, in that the math now pointing towards the multiverse, which we all saw in a movie that won an Oscar, so we all like that, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a great movie. But I honestly believe that the multiverse isn't some weird thing. The multiverse is right in front of you. It's, it's every person you meet. Every person is their own goddamn universe because all we are is one perspective on everything, every single one of us. And our madness is nothing more than a reaction to what we're seeing. And if we're insane, then our entire universe is insane because that's us. Well, you have to wonder, like you were saying, it's a... A survival mechanism is how you look right. at it. <clears throat> I've wondered for a while, was there an evolutionary purpose for some of these disorders? Oh, you know? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. You, like you think of us as primitive man. Like, was there a benefit mm -hmm. to being bipolar? Was there a benefit to having ADHD? 
during this period. I'm sure being hyper fixated on, yes, I like on berries survival. and that's all I want to eat right. for the next like four months. Like, or yeah. if, I'm, if I flake this rock a certain way, it'll make a spear point. Yeah. So I have to sit here for like eight days <laughs> yeah. and go... Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to remember, we're not talking about us. We're talking about Neanderthal man and though... Yeah. Neanderthal or well, humankind. I mm-hmm. shouldn't say man. And I, homo you know, erectus. That's another, well, I mean, homo in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's all of us. They're, they're, they're finding that all these species that we call homo erectus, Neanderthalus, um, uh, they sapien. They're, well, they, not only did they interbreed, but they all learned from one another. They, mm-hmm. they took from one another. They, you know, we are one species. We are one. And, and I say this about life. It's one of the reasons, and you know, I mean, people make fun of vegans all the time. They make fun, and I'm not quite a vegan. I still like cheese a lot. Oh, cheese is really good. That's the problem. <laughs> That's so the biggest dangerous. problem. And well, I, and, and, but I look at the calves, and it's just like, I'm like. I'm, don't get me wrong. I love meat, but I could go vegetarian before I could vegan just because of cheese. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. For me, it's the biggest problem yeah. right now. Although there is a brand of, uh, <laughs> of American cheese that has finally managed to make Okay, the craft thing I can live without. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, craft. <laughs> Although they have their new vegan cheese. Ooh. True. Yeah, no, no, true. Craft this episode has been sponsored by Craft Singles. <laughs> Please, man, send me some send me some samples. I'll we'll do a review and I'll talk about how I'm crazy for your cheese. <laughs> if you send me cheese. Because I'm viable. <laughs> I'm extremely viable. We ate at a restaurant, and they did, what was that, almond ricotta? Almond ricotta, yeah. My, and you could not tell the difference. That was amazing. That's so cool. But see, that's the thing. We're getting there. And, 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 and I said this to my mother. My mother is ultra-Catholic because of the way she was raised. Um, so I tend not to argue the religion thing with her because it's just, oh, my God, I'm just going to make her mad. And she's old. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> um <laughs> And because, you know, she doesn't need to deal with it either. But uh, one of the things... Did I lose the thread here? <laughs> Where was I going? I don't know. It was about <laughs> compassion, wasn't it? I think so. It could have yeah, been. It was about yeah, compassion. Let's say, let's and, say that, that. and that's what let's it was about. That. It was that... They, oh, I, I was telling her one time. I said... In case you, you know, forgot, Carlos is very high. And <laughs> also has ADHD to like... <laughs> um, this is going to be the cut that they use <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new intro. Uh, no, I'll do the uh, horseman laugh at the end. Just oh, okay. To be. <laughs> well, then you got one. Yeah. I'm not going to say this. Can I say this? Huh? When are you going to put this out? Oh, will this will probably be in this? like a month. Will you bleep this? Huh? Will I you bleep this? If we need to. Okay. Kill one of my characters. <laughs> he rides a horse. Without a head. <laughs> the horse doesn't have a head. I'm not saying which. <laughs> no, no, I have an NDA, man. <laughs> Those power robber barons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is strike time, folks. Uh, <laughs> Compassion in your Compassion. mother. Compa- you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, the, the compassion part. My mother taught me very young that every other being in this universe has a point of view and it wasn't 
until my mother and I were talking about it later when I said to her, you know, do you not get what I'm because she still eats meat and whatnot. <laughs> and I'm like, do you not get what you're telling me right here? Because I mean, well, Genesis p- very pigs early. are incredibly intelligent animals. Absolutely, but it's their bad luck. They're made of bacon. I'm sorry. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you were made of bacon, Carlos, but where does that you wouldn't to, you wouldn't be leaving this house where tonight? Does that, where does that? But that exactly it. Where does that come into our disorders? Where does that come into our disorders? I mean, where does that everything? narcissism yeah. that says I prefer, mm-hmm. I prefer the universe this way against yeah. Yeah. your yeah. You don't, and whether you have or do not have the power to resist me, whether it's human or whether it's animal, if it is a sentient point of view, is it not worth at least looking at and saying, perhaps, perhaps I could be more compassionate? And if you are a believer... In the Abrahamic, well, if you we're, are we're, we're definitely getting into a side well, but if you're, because, but because if there is, but no, there is ethical one of those things, consumption. That's the, one of those things about yeah. self-existence that <laughs> yeah. I think is part of what drives our mental illness, is that the need to survive is paramount. It's paramount. Yeah. And at what point does it become simply survival? And at what point does it become something that causes a problem for other people's survival? At what point does it become an extreme? Oh, we need to wrap? (laughs) No worries. This has been... (laughs) This has been the Carlos Larkin Hour. Oh, dear God. I apologize. I'm so sorry. No, no. I mean, this has been been a fascinating discussion. Even where we got off on tangents. I mean, the fact that you you do have ADHD. I was kind of joking earlier, but I kind of like that, that this episode has been indicative of that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I'm all over the place. Man. Yeah, it's nice. difficult. It's difficult to stay on one topic all the um, time. Yeah. Who are you, Fred? <laughs> Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I'm Fred. I'm Fred Flintstone, and this is Cletus Snowman. <laughs> I'm going to smoking yeah. the bandit now because it's the only thing I have in my childhood. <laughs> when I'm old and losing my mind, I will be bandit. Do you know what song band. is a fucking banger? Which one? Eastbound and Down. See, I was going to go, you heard the legend of Jesse James. Oh, I mean, that's a good one, too. John Henry just mentioned something. Any of that, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Who's the, who's the Jerry artist? Reed. Yeah, man. Jerry Reed. Any Jerry Reed stuff. It's one of those things that I had like a weird, I was like a, uh, 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 a page uh-huh. on Evening Shade. And I got <laughs> to hang out with Jerry Reed, Burt Reynolds, and Ossie Davis while eating... Holy uh, shit. Uh, Philadelphia cream cheese Hormel uh, uh, nacho dip. <laughs> One of the weirdest experiences in my life, folks. And I'm sure Mariel Henner will remember, Mary Lou Henner. I see, I forgot her name, but she doesn't remember, she doesn't forget anything because she has one of the, I, I, an eidetic memory. memory. So she'll remember it. So ask Mary Lou Henner. She'll remember the night that I was there eating. If I ever run into nacho Mary Lou dip Henner, with, with Ossie Davis. <laughs> Jerry, and it was a weird experience because it's Bandit, Snowman, Ossie Davis, and me, and really good nacho dip. So, uh, closing out here, uh, any advice you'd give uh, anyone who's dealing with ADHD or narcissistic personality disorder? Or any disorder. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. It's who you are, 
And what you should do is find a way to limit how it negatively impacts those around you. But in terms of having it, don't be ashamed of it. It's who you are. It's what you are. And all any of us can do is whether we're damaged, broken, whatever we want to call it, is limit the, the negative impact that it has on other people and find ways to make it have a positive impact because there are ways to do that. You can take your narcissism and make it into an art that benefits people. You can take your negative experiences and make it into a story that helps people avoid those things. You can, you can help heal someone who's broken. And we're all broken, every single one of us. Not, there's not anybody out there that's not. That's the problem with mental illness is that it, we go, oh, the mentally ill. Yeah, it's fucking everybody. You know, <laughs> we're all broken in some way. Right. And I think, I think the beauty of us lies within those broken places. Right. Well, that, that's a, it's tears. that Japanese art of taking broken pottery. Have you ever seen that? Where yeah. the, the Japanese take... Uh, Yoko Ono actually has a brilliant tea set that my wife and I were gifted as an... She has like an, a limited edition art set. If you ever find one, get it. Because the Japanese take broken pottery and they, they mend them with gold. Gold in the cracks because they oh, believe wow. the cracks are part of the story of the piece. I love that as a metaphor. Right. And that's that's we all have we to find are. Our, our mental illnesses are are those little gold pieces in the cracks of who we are. Yeah. You know, and they can be made to be gold if you go for the positive experience of whatever those things are, rather than what if it angers you and hurts you, find a way to make somebody laugh about that. Robin Williams did that. One of the best gifts I was ever given was that Robin Williams apparently was a huge, uh, I'm about to cry, um, Warcraft fan. And I don't, I don't need anything else in my career other than the idea that maybe, just maybe, someday when he was playing the damn game, Robin Williams maybe had like one of those little moments where you're like an argument with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave him like two minutes of happiness for all the millions that he gave me. Yeah. I'll take that. That's what art is, man. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. All Van Gogh was trying to get you to do was look at him. That's why he painted so many of himself. Mm -hmm. Just look at him for who he was. And that's all any damaged person is trying to do, man. It's just we just want people to understand who we are. Yeah, who we are. We're broken. Sometimes we're funny. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we make music. If we're lucky, we we'll make Jagger twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's it. That's all it is. And well, if you're lucky, you're Paul McCartney like three times. Dear <laughs> God. <laughs> well, Carlos, thanks for joining us tonight. No, no, nah, nah, my pleasure, man. This was awesome. I, you know, yeah. thank you for letting me talk like a madman. Jessica, thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. And I'm so are... sorry I overran it. Oh, you didn't. No, I did. No, <laughs> I got all new stories. This is a good thing. This is my favorite thing. I sat hanging out with an insane person. <laughs> no, you haven't met my siblings. Oh, uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you're good. As long as there's good conversations, you know, and sharing yeah. stories, and I think. 
sharing stories is so important because you give handholds to other people that didn't know that they needed them. Well, that's how we all know that we're sharing the same experience and that we're all broken. We're all damaged. We're just trying to survive, Mm -hmm. you know. Please don't hurt us. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you listening, please uh, like, subscribe, leave us a voice message on Spotify. Um, Give us a review. Email us. Uh, try to get Adam to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you all. <laughs>